0: They are so multifunctional. those those buckets
1: it's like the, it's the ultimate tool <laughs> you can use it to store tools you could use it as a chair like i'm doing right now you, you can, could throw it at somebody
0: you could use it as a drum like set we're
1: like oh you're right you're right those guys are pretty neat neat that use all those buckets it's, it's like it's like the video of that chick that gets hit with a shovel you just <laughs> use the home depot bucket just oh
0: <laughs> my gosh
1: knock them out
0: the funny thing about um um lowe's had a policy where like if you had a home depot bucket you could swap it out for one of their yeah it's i don't know if they still have it but they did when i was there
1: that's like that's such an oddly specific thing because the only difference between two five gallon buckets is either the color well, i guess that's not the only difference then. there's very few differences it's just like the color and the, the logo
0: pretty much
1: it's like free marketing,
0: I guess. In, in, in a way.
1: We could, oh, free marketing. Why does clothing with brands cost more than clothing with no brands?
0: This is true. This is true. And, and And it's funny because you say that because I actually have, or I wear one color for each day of the week. But when I was um, getting this, um, these shirts, they were like $2, $3, $5 tops, like really, really inexpensive. Yeah. But you bring up a good point.
1: Brand, brand name items that have a logo on them cost more. But because the brand name's on there, you would think they'd cost less because it's free marketing for that brand.
0: So in a way, whenever you buy a shirt with a logo on it, it should come with like a stapled dollar bill or something.
1: Like paying you to market. Exactly. Exactly. Because because if you think about it, like a lot of companies pay a lot of money for marketing every year, right? But like clothing and accessories companies, they just slap their brand on their thing and then they jack the price way up. Cause like I have, I have a pair of, of Ray-Ban aviators, right? And it says Ray-Ban, like right on the, right on the lens. So anybody that sees me wear those, like, oh yeah, those are Ray-Bans. But then my dad got a pair of aviators that look exactly the same, right? But they don't say Ray Brand, Ray-Ban, they're just from a different company, right? His were $14, mine were $80. they are exactly the same.
0: You know, one of my conspiracy theories was that those brands that don't have the logo, they have to come out of the same factory as those branded they
2: probably do it, it probably right? Probably do. and
0: and you're just you're just paying for the brand yeah which
1: <laughs> well it's like okay like, like a, a white supreme shirt right? like it says it says supreme oh
0: those supreme it, shirts
1: it's, it's it's a cotton t-shirt you, you can get cotton t-shirts you, you could get a pack of 12 t-shirts for like what? seven dollars at
0: walmart uh, arguably yeah
1: yeah but like one of those shirts what a hundred dollars just just for the logo
0: let me guess 50 dollars probably 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 the power of branding and it's funny you should say that because um my brother he had um he, he walked in one of, on one of his lectures, uh, the teacher had this picture of what looked like scribbled, right? And they were like, how much do you think this piece of art is worth? And students gave answers from $5 to $25. You probably see where I'm getting at with this. And the highest, yeah, the highest one was about $100 for this sketch. And the teacher said, well, "What if I told you that that piece right there was made by Pablo Picasso?" So suddenly, because we have that bit of knowledge, that piece of of scribble is now worth more just because of the name.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah, because of the the identity behind the art. What well, like in a lot of a lot of art, right? is subject to the interpreter so someone could create something like if if i if i made a if i made a stick figure right we have our we have our little stick figure guy to us like yeah i just made that five seconds tops maybe no effort but like to some dude who wants modern art like oh a stick figure perfect like a thousand dollars it makes no sense.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: But that's what he wanted. That's that's what he wanted.
0: Do you remember that banana with the I'm I'm listening. I think you were onto yeah, something. Yeah, the, the, banana- the banana with the duct tape, yeah. The banana yeah, the
1: banana tape to the wall. That's modern like it's rotting on a wall. <laughs>
0: i i think it i think you have to be at the right place at the right time and be around the right people because I, yeah. I i can't think of any other instance in which that would be It, it, it it's it's an anomaly to me it,
2: yeah well
1: well like i saw I, I i i saw this piece of modern art that it was it was a white canvas and it had like Times New Roman font on it. It was, it was probably like size 74 font because it was a big canvas. And it said, modern art is the combination of I could do that, but yeah, you didn't. <laughs> um, and it was just in Times New Roman. And it was like in a museum. <laughs> like, modern art is is very interesting right because it's just like totally subject to the interpreter they're like yeah yeah i'll i'll pay top dollar for that it's like dude this is it's just a line
2: exactly
1: like i was i was about to start and i sneezed (laughs) (laughs) modern art perfect
0: but it's
1: this will adorn my walls (laughs)
0: Oh man! But it's it's modern art.
1: (laughs) It is. It is. You have a modern home, right? It's like it's like all boxy, like this, like this right here. This table, it's it's very it's it's a square, right? Like the 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 cabinets behind you, they're they're ovular, but they're also still square, right? It's very uh, practical, if you will. That's that's modern. It's com- that's compact and practical. That's practical and compact because it's stacked vertically, right? It's not taking up a ton of space. it stable, probably not, but it's modern.
0: <laughs> One would argue that uh- well, actually, to actually compliment your argument, less would probably be more, I guess?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, like, I mean, in my room right now, right? Like I said, I'm sitting on a Home Depot bucket. Like, less is more. My chair is right over there, but I just didn't want to grab it. Less is more. I have I have two two dresser drawers that are just, like, made out of plastic from Walmart that I use for a nightstand and putting my clothes in. Even though I have a closet right there, but I mean it's full of like boxes and stuff
2: yeah,
0: you know, no going back to your um um times Roman, the person that didn't do the piece um you know, every time I'll pass by a logo, like a logo that's so simple or a sign that's so simple, and I think, man, that person, they, they got away with it. Yes. <laughs> like, I c- yeah. like, I'll be driving, yeah. You were gonna say something?
1: Like Firefox, right? Like <laughs> Firefox's logo has actually gotten simpler. It
0: has, <laughs> yes. Yes, it has.
2: Yes. Like
1: some guy, some, some artist got paid a lot of money to make that go and it's like what is it now it's just like a blue circle with like an orange flame on it maybe
0: that's exactly what it is yes there was this thing that I saw online it's not a fox it's now just a swoop of orange flame I guess
2: yeah,
1: yeah. it's just fire. It's not even Fox. It's just fire.
2: They their browser.
0: I hope to be in a position to where someone says, okay, here's $100,000 to redo our logo and be able to be like, okay, remove this, remove that. This is your new logo. It's just two dots and a line.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It- it's like internet explorer right like microsoft edge now it's like it's still just an e that hasn't changed it's just an e it's a letter of the alphabet and that's their logo you
0: you sound like you have a in with graphic design do you have any experience
1: i don't know i just i just learn lots of information very fast and they forget where I learned it from.
0: <laughs> we were discussing uh, theoretical physics, if someone could call it that, uh, the yeah. other day. Do you have a background in theoretical physics?
1: No, I don't. I'm not even, I'm not old enough to have a background
0: in theoretical physics. <laughs> if I was overhearing the conversation, I'm listening.
1: It just makes sense to me,
0: <laughs> and to me as well.
1: I mean, we could. We, do you want to bring back up like the dimension, like difference in dimensions? I can, I can re-explain that.
0: <laughs> Go for it.
1: All right, well, we'll we'll do it so it's like facing the camera. So for dimensional travel, right? We all exist in the third dimension. We're three dimensional beings. So we have we have a y axis, right? Up and down. We have an x axis, which would be like left and right. And then we have a z axis. So that, that's that's forward and backwards. It's your depth, right? That's how we exist in a three dimensional plane. We know of a fourth dimension, right? We can't really draw the fourth dimension, because we can't exist in it. Similarly, if we just get rid of the the z-axis, right? So now we just have the x and y-axis. This is a two-dimensional plane. It's 2D. We can perceive that this is 2D, because we are in the third dimension. So if we have a stick figure guy, right? He's also in this two-dimensional plane, and there's another stick figure guy, and he's in this two-dimensional plane still. They see each other, but they only observe each other as a line. They're aware that that person is there, but it's just a line. If I was to, like, grab this guy and move him at all out of this plane, then this guy suddenly thinks that this guy just vanished completely just disappeared because they are unable to move. They, they they don't have depth, right? So they can't get into the third dimension unless a third dimensional being moves them out of their second dimension. So then if I just plopped him back in I was back in the second dimension and this guy just watched his buddy vanish and then reappear <laughs> suddenly. So like for us we perceive three dimensions, right? We have depth, we have height, and width, but we we can't we can't perceive a fourth dimension. If we could then like if, if there was a fourth dimensional being that suddenly just appeared in front of you, right? They were just in their own dimensions. Like if I did this, these stick figures are completely unaware because I'm not on their plane as soon as i get on their plane now they just see this this line moving but outside of their de- outside of their plane they have no idea so like for fourth dimensional creatures or objects i mean for all we know if there are fourth dimensional creatures there could be one like standing right next to you you have no idea because it's just not it's not in your plane <laughs>
0: plane of existence
2: yeah.
0: it's mind blowing to think or that it. I guess it coincides with that parallel universe theory
2: yeah
1: well and like that's not so with parallel universes right in theory, there's an infinite number of parallel universes. So, with a, with a parallel universe, it could be something similar, or it could be something different, like very different. If if like I was a female in another parallel universe, what that would be a similarity because I'm still human. But like like in a separate parallel universe, our our basic structure instead of being comprised of carbon could be comprised of silicon which is a similar it's a similar atomic structure so that would be something very different right and then with with that like if silicon was our was our base for our body then how would science progress would it be more more forward, more back, would it still be the same if it was parallel to the universe? It's, it's, it's all theoretical, like you were saying. That's, that's the cool thing about theories, though. You can just think about them.
0: That's assuming that in that silicon... Um, base universe that there is the same more or less abundance as there is carbon for this universe. Exactly. Assuming it's like
1: the whole, yeah, the whole base would need to be completely redone in a, in a different atomic element, which would it would vastly change everything.
2: Oh yeah, that's,
1: that's the whole concept of it.
0: You bring up an interesting point because there's that theory, are we alone? And we have this idea of like extraterrestrials, like visiting our world, but you bring up an, I think this conversation brings up another point. Well, I'm pretty sure it's been discussed already, but like, (laughs) this is gonna sound cliche interdimensional beings like living among us but just in a different dimension you know so like there is like the fourth fourth dimension a female atlas yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
1: so like with the interdimensional being right let's let's say that there's like a thousand dimensions for 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 sake of argument right Let's say there's a thousand dimensions. We exist on the third dimension. So to a 1,000 dimensional being, like they they will never reach the third dimension because there are so many dimensions beyond that. Like we'll just, we'll never perceive them because they have to travel through too many dimensions. Like for us, it's really simple. We exist on the third dimension. We can perceive the second and first dimension piece of paper for example would be like second dimension because it has an x and uh, y axis and the first dimensional thing is literally just a line right like it it has it, it, it's only an x-axis it's just a line that's first dimension but like a 1000 dimensional creature like it might pass through the third dimension briefly but we we would probably never see it because if it passed through like if you think about how big space is right space is always expanding it's like if it passed through the third dimension we would never observe it
0: so theoretically Going back, I I keep using your the female version of yourself. The female version could have passed in front of you And we may have not been able to recognize it because it's just on a different plane of Existence
1: well, that's what with the parallel universes right They're They're running in parallel with each other So I'm not I wouldn't I'm not necessarily sure how you would navigate from one universe to the other right that so uh, the, the conversation about black holes right like we don't know where black holes go to because we've never been in one and and I was I was, I was thinking about this today so right black hole absorbs light right yes it, it it's the heaviest thing in the universe a black hole absorbs everything because it's it's so heavy light can't escape a black hole
2: Yes,, what if,
1: what if a black hole is just fourth dimension right the light the light isn't necessarily escaping it's just traveling into the fourth dimension, so for us, we lose sight of it because it's not in the third dimension anymore.
2: Huh. i was
1: I was thinking about that today. <laughs>
0: interesting we don't we
1: don't know where black holes go
0: exactly it, 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 it could be black
1: hole could take you to another universe
2: exactly
1: universe. but i'd like i'd like to see the guy who tries to go into a black hole because i'm not gonna be that's not gonna be me <laughs>
0: spaghettification
1: yeah pretty much well like with that right like spaghettification what if you're just traveling through multiple dimensions so the only thing that we can perceive is that that noodle the spaghetti noodle right, right. It's the only thing we can perceive in our dimension but like fourth dimension fifth sixth like that person is existing in those dimensions but they just have like that tether back to the third dimension
0: i think it's going to be a major breakthrough when we discover well when humanity gets if humanity gets to that point where we discover what happens beyond the event horizon
1: McCas discovers what's
0: behind the black hole. <laughs> oh my gosh! And
1: there's like, there's like, there's like PhD scientists <laughs> that are like watching this. They're like, he's on to something.
0: He's, they're on to something. <laughs> At least I I could never comprehend. No, I the credit would go to you because. I,
1: well, I mean, we, we both, we both collabed on it to get to where we are right now. Heck
0: yeah. So we could get honorary degrees or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We could, we could write doctorates.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. 10 out of 10.
1: I mean, apparently, apparently there was some guy that he, he was working on, um, like a biology class right okay and he was studying a certain type of reptile i think it was like an alligator or something and so he was doing his research paper and he discovered that there were a lot of inconsistencies with this certain species of alligator and it turns out that like that specific species of alligator is actually endangered and was like about to go extinct but because of multiple scientists over many years just categorizing it wrong (laughs) like no one knew about it yes and so so that guy like in a low level biology class suddenly became a subject matter expert and like wrote a doctoral dissertation on on this
2: alligator
0: (laughs) yes if you can prove people wrong you can definitely make um headlines like i remember um i was i was writing this 10 page paper for the incas of peru i at like several months on this paper and then finishing that class one month later this person made this observation for these um these quipus i think that's correct and what these things are is they're threads with knots On how the Inca civilization kept time and basically this person I don't know if they did a paper but they're like hey I figured out what these knots meant like like you said like a person discovering these things like Like pretty much correcting these scientists yeah yeah absolutely
1: yeah, it's it's interesting like what but what, what humans can accomplish when it's like oh yeah here's this i have this task and the, and you just discover like a little issue and you're like wait let me try and fix that and it's been like an ongoing issue for years right like nobody's been able to figure it out and then there's just some guy
0: some guy that sees a voice. pattern yeah <laughs> and decides hey that happened Mm-hmm.
1: That happened on a statistics problem. There were there was like theoretical statistics that were being done on a high level statistics class, and one of the students showed up late to that class, and so he saw the the theoretical problems on the board, and he he thought that it was the homework, so he wrote them down, went home and like started working on them and over the course of like two weeks solved the solved the problems that had been keeping um shoot people that work with statistics i can't i can't remember what they're called but it's statisticians having them stumped Yeah, statisticians they 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 couldn't figure this problem out and then some like student thought that that was the homework over the course of two weeks solved them and then like another statistician fact-checked that and like solved it himself and it was wow. correct
0: wow wow <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the guy was just late for class
0: that life has a sense of humor
2: <laughs> yeah
0: Like when you least expect it, the answer is there.
2: Yes, that is true.
0: You you meant you know I was reading your status, um, and it really spoke to me. I think. I think it was somewhere along the lines of, we have to be the answer that we seek.
1: Oh yeah, it's time to be our own answer. Yes.
0: Yes. That really really spoke to me. Got that from? where'd you get it from
1: destiny one there's a sparrow hey. in the description of it's time to be our own answer <laughs> i was just like all right
2: cool <laughs> boom status
0: imagine if that makes its way towards like some university using it as its um quote because <laughs> yeah. anything it's can happen
1: it's just a- a quote from a video game
0: but but it fits though it it fits the bill and it would work though
1: <laughs> it would it would like y- y- you know the quote um do you think god stays in heaven because <laughs> he too is afraid of what he created
0: yes like, you-,
2: you-,
1: you know that quote
0: spike it's too it's a pretty
1: famous quote yeah yeah, it's from Spy Kids. <laughs> like, who... That, that movie, that series of movies is, like, so unbelievably... Uh, my opinion, not that good. <laughs> I mean, unless unless you're, like, younger and then you don't really notice it. <laughs> but, like that like super deep quote just piled in there out of nowhere
0: I definitely didn't see that coming when I first heard it (laughs)
1: yeah it's the gem holding spy kids together
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes I remember when I was first watching the movie Spy Kids 2 many many years ago I was watching oh there's that scene where they're, they're on the island and they're Working without their gadgets and then that quote came out of nowhere. I'm like yeah. What the heck did he just say?
2: Where
0: that from? <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: It's just like it's so so bizarre. But it, it, it made sense at the time.
0: <laughs> Things come when we least expect them. Imagine someone using that as, as a graduation quote. Did you ever see, because um, I don't know which country, maybe it's Japan or, or America, where some schools allow some students to share a life quote. Can you imagine someone using that quote on their graduation? <laughs> I think it's senior graduation quote
1: yeah yeah yearbook quotes <laughs> like <laughs> senior grad yearbook quotes are <laughs> always very interesting very i that that reminds me of one where it was like it 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 was two is two friends and uh one of their quotes was like Dan is telling a lie and then the guy Dan was like, Steve is telling the truth. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a paradox.
2: <laughs> I- <laughs> That's
0: gonna keep me up at night. Thanks, Atlas. It's like-
1: well, I mean, on the subject of paradoxes, right? you have you have the uh, the Pinocchio paradox where if he says my nose will grow now, like what happens?
0: Man, he got me there. Okay.
1: Because if it, if his nose doesn't grow, it's a lie, which means his nose will grow, which means it's a truth. So then his nose shouldn't grow.
0: Right. <laughs> I think he would implode or something enter the next dimension
2: he he, he goes to the fourth
1: dimension
0: you have all these (laughs) people and in the fourth dimension you have like this population of people who like did paradoxes yeah and just like welcome to the club
1: well how would you how would you perceive the fourth dimension I guess with, with that stick figure right? With that stick figure right Like He's only able to perceive the second dimension So as soon as we moved him out Then In theory He'd just be on a different Two dimensional plane So if we got moved out of The third dimension into the fourth dimension Would we just be perceiving A completely three dimensional plane
0: Possibly
1: Cause then that would the monsters ink doors yes ink doors. yes <laughs> that that makes so much sense now right you have the door yes It opens up into a completely different three dimensional plane but it's still a three-dimensional plane you just can't observe that transition through the fourth dimensional door we, we just figured out dimensional travel <laughs>
0: It's so seamless, too.
1: Yeah. Well, it has to be.
0: Did you ever hear about like, that? It's like, yeah.
1: It, it, it's like if two one-dimensional planes collided with each other. It's like the, a line is a one-dimensional plane, uh-huh. right? Well, if another one-dimensional plane goes through that same one-dimensional plane, then the only spot on these two one dimensional planes that you could perceive anything is where they touch so it would just be like if a one dimensional being was traveling along the line and another one dimensional being was traveling along the line they would bump into each other and that's it (laughs) otherwise they wouldn't perceive anything
0: Have you heard about Euclidean geometries Yes, so it's kind of like it i think it ties to where what we're talking about it or maybe not like it's like portals within our dimension like
1: right okay, yeah, yeah Euclidean geometry is like a sphere yes non euclidean
0: non non euclidean that's what it was.
1: Yeah, non, non-Euclidean geometry is like other-dimensional geometry. So when we perceive it, it's within our dimension. But like, let's say there's a, a four-dimensional ball, right? If, it, if in our dimension we roll that ball, suddenly part of it just vanishes. <laughs> like, gone. Completely. It just disappears. Where did, did it go? into the fourth dimension because we can't perceive the fourth dimension. It's like there's there's a section of that ball that is just unobservable. But because because it is all part of that object, our our perception is that part of the 3D object disappeared. It's like if if we have that two-dimensional plane, right? Stick figures. If I stuck my arm into that plane, they'd just see a cutout section of my arm. As I move my arm through that plane, then they'd see different cutout sections of my arm. Or I could just, like, move it up. And then all of a sudden, like, this cutout section just, like, rose. Why did it rise? Because they can't observe the three-dimensional plane. so with non-euclidean geometry we can't observe that f- the other dimensions of that of that object
0: so in a sense these dimensions these perceptions are based off of our senses yes so because maybe if we don't have that fifth sense or sixth sense um we may we may be able to perceive what we can't with our other five senses for lack of better words mm-hmm.
1: yeah so perhaps to perceive the fifth dimension or fourth dimension we need an additional sense to be able to observe it
0: or super perfect Um, perception
1: yeah otherwise like we wouldn't necessarily have a way or like we don't we don't have a way to observe it that i'm aware of
0: did you ever hear about the mantis shrimp yes you probably see where i'm getting with this okay so apparently this thing this creature the human eye can perceive don't quote me on this Three, let's say three million colors plus. Apparently this mantis, this this creature, this marine creature has additional um, portions in its eyes to where it could perceive more colors than the human eye. So
1: it's, it's, it can perceive other forms of light. So ultraviolet and um, shoot ultraviolet what's blue UV yes no, that's, that's ultraviolet UV is ultraviolet what is the other one I can't remember
0: ultraviolet <laughs> there's, there's,
1: two, there's two spectrums infrared infrared yes. ultraviolet and infrared it can perceive those lights which means it has the ability to see more colors see to us like the sun emits ultraviolet rays Right? We can't see those rays, but we have ways to measure that they're there. We can't see infrared because it's it's too slow of a particle for our eye to observe. So the because of because of the way that the, the wave particle moves, we can't observe it. But we have technology that allows us to observe it. Infra- infrared technology, right?
2: Yes.
1: So with the mantis shrimp, it can it can see UV, which is a very fast wave. And it can see uh, infrared, which is a very slow wave. So it has a larger color palette that it can see from than us. wow which it's it's pretty neat to be honest because like there's only so many colors we can see and think about this you can't imagine a new color
0: this is true <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, can't, you, you can't do it because all of all of your all of your basis for color is off of things that you've seen right similarly to the way a blind person cannot imagine anything other than well I guess black right, right. because that's the only thing that they've seen they can, they can feel they can feel and get an image for it based off of touch but other than that, they cannot perceive it.
2: Right.
0: There's a post on online where it talks about how would you explain uh, color to someone who is blind. And someone was, uh, I'm going to misquote this, but it was talking about like where you find red, like from whoa, blood to the red of a valentine's day card so in a weird sense a blind person would have they wouldn't be able to see it but they would have some association of the color of red
1: they'd be able to they'd be able to attach something to it that like if i was going to explain it to them i'd do it based off of a different sense like like um temperature right Red, hot color, right? Orange is a warm color. Yellow, probably still a warm color. Green would be like a cooler color. Blue would be cold, right? So that's, you, you have to be able to give them something to be able to compare it to because they have nothing to compare it to. So if you're like, the ocean is blue, right? Okay, well, they know what the ocean is. They don't know what blue is. So you could say, blue is a a cold color, like large bodies of water. And then that gives them a way to observe it without seeing
0: it. Right. And they would start making comparisons like, okay, um <laughs> I'm, I'm drawing a blank right here, but cold for blue and.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Red, red would be hot, right? Right. Like in your case with the Valentine's Day card, hot isn't a bad thing. Right. Like, like y- normally you associate red with like fire or like burning up anger. But, like, in that sense, red isn't a bad thing. Blue isn't necessarily a, a bad thing either. Cold, right? Blue. But then there's also, like, the, that poster over there has blue eyes, right? That's not... Those aren't cold eyes. Those are, like, sincere-looking... It's a sincere-looking face. Not saying that anybody that doesn't have blue eyes isn't sincere-looking... For the given example, like those blue eyes are sincere; they're not cold and calculating. So there's there's the
0: subjective.
1: The yeah yeah, it's subjective.
2: Wow. Which
1: is pretty neat. Oh yeah. Adaptive.
2: I'm
0: not blind, so I can't say anything, but I can only imagine (laughs) what, um, I mean, I could be blindfolded for 30 seconds, but that'd just be 30 seconds. But to live a life minus a sense and be able to have your own understanding of this is what blue means to me or what I've heard of. Red.
1: Like, I I think it's different from like being born blind, right? Versus going right. Because that's a thing too. You can you can go blind. So, or like even like deaf, like being born deaf versus going deaf. There's there's a very significant difference between those two because at some point. If you went blind or deaf you were already perceiving those things before it happened so you already have that basis or that base but like if if, a, if, a, if you try to describe a deaf to a deaf person a sound they they have nothing to to draw on there like even even with like with blind people the color thing like associate it with the temperature with it was a deaf person if you're trying to explain a sound to them you could be like high pitch is like bright yellow maybe maybe
2: oh an yeah
1: an obnoxious frequency to an obnoxious color
0: the human brain fives, finds ways to adapt That's the incredible thing about it.
1: Isn't that what a coma is? Like your your brain just shuts down your body after significant trauma, right? And that's you go into you go into a coma. You become comatose. So your brain is only running important functions to sustain life at that point. It's it's an always adapting organ. I I mean, if if you want to call it that your brain is technically you like you are surrounded by a bone cage and skin
0: did you ever see hear that meme of we are possessed by a skeleton
1: i think i did yeah (laughs)
0: another um one that makes its way around the internet is that the brain named itself you know i'll be at a stoplight and th- be thinking about okay i have five minutes left to work and then that thought will be like hey the brain named itself now we have four minutes chroma to get to work it's like hold up hold up hold up where did that, where did that thought come from exactly
1: <laughs> have you have you ever seen a brain before like like an in- no it's it they smell <laughs> or at least the one that i observed it
0: where did you observe it well you'll have to tell me but was it for class or
1: it was, it was in a hospital oh the wow we're like yeah you want to want to see this brain we got in the back and they pulled out a five gallon bucket
0: <laughs> oh.
2: and, and, and
1: just, it unlabeled five gallon bucket <laughs> back shelf and they popped it open and I, th- I think the reason it smelled was the preservative fluid that they had in there but like yeah it's just it's just gray it might have grayed from that fluid but like it's just it's just gray and wrinkly
0: someone's memories and experiences <laughs> weren't that yeah, yeah.
1: probably turned gray because there was no blood flow to it or oxygen
0: possibly no you're probably right <laughs> do you remember um like that's like yeah Pigment
1: in the face like your face getting flushed as blood rushing to your face
0: this is true do you um do you remember when there was an evolution with game controllers from like the directional buttons like start, A, B into more um con- more modern controllers like the PS2 suddenly you have an L1, R1, L2, R2 but somehow the brain was the brain is able to adapt to these buns on this peripheral there was this um video that i saw where gabe newell talks about how the next phase for virtual reality like the brain will be able to adapt to it it just finds a way
1: Well, like, you're in a game, right? You're using the controller to move your character. Right. Similar to how I'm using my quest controller to move my hand, and then I use my fingers to give expression, right? So it's just a way for your brain to perform those movements that you would normally perform anyway. But, like, with simpler controllers, right? Like, you have up, down, left, right, VA, start, right? You just... That's all there was. There was up, down, left, right. Right. Now that that there's depth in games, you have to have a more um, complicated controller. So, even, like, the simplest the simplest controller you could have right? two thumbsticks one to look around one to move within the world and technically that's still 2D that that would basically be the same as having the up down left right A, start That's still a 2D thing because you haven't added a jump button as soon as you add a jump button now you've added that layer height instead of depth and width. So then that becomes a 3D game. So you actually need three different controls for a 3D game. Mm. I wonder, (laughs) thinking about, like, modifying controls for a 3D game, what would... you, You know the game Snake, right? Where you have to, like, get the snake really large by eating a fruit or whatever.
0: Of course. Or a dot,
1: I guess was the original one. Yeah. What if snake was had had height?
0: Oh man. That'd be
1: that would be that would not only be infinitely harder, but it would also be way cooler.
0: <laughs> you know you know you if someone can make a three D version of the 2d snake. like the nokia 2d game we're talking about right yeah <laughs> that would be cool
2: that would there's,
1: there's got to be someone who can do it there's been way more complicated things made before. but like if, if if you think about that right like snake I, I don't know what the what the grid base is we'll just say for simplicity's sake it's 10 by 10 that's 100 squares Right. right, if you added another ten for height, that would be a thousand squares, <laughs> and like the thing that makes your snake get longer, they're only one of those spawns, right right like it could be anywhere in those one thousand squares. <laughs> and that's only with a 10 by 10 because it goes up way faster once you start making that grid bigger oh yeah
0: and to be able to beat that would be an absolute mind trip because okay so 2d snake you can more or less get an idea okay this is how i need to start organizing my snake in order to fill up the screen yeah 3d however <laughs> you got me there because snake would be insane. it would be absolutely
1: because you you can't collide with snake right so right normal normal 2d snake you're just going right eventually you fill up all the squares as long as you don't collide with yourself fill up all the squares you win good job 3d snake now i'm like going up and down and left and right and you have to avoid your body through multiple dimensions now (laughs) while also going for that that one tiny tiny thing that makes your snake a little bit longer
0: it it can be done
1: it can be I'd like I'd like to see it. I wouldn't like to play it,
2: but I'd like to
0: see <laughs> same. I I know I would lose really really fast, especially since you gain speed every time you eat a piece of food.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: No, I, I would
1: yeah. So like if you if you if you collided with a wall, you <laughs> lose, right? So how would how would the depth work with that then because on, on a grid right or a cube that's that's what it would be is a cube where would your camera be so that you could observe the snake from whatever angle so that it would it would also show you the grid in a real time because if you had if you had the camera so that it was like this on it's like where you're at right now if you were observing the grid, Right, even even if this grid has depth, you can't see the depth. Like if I if I drew this out more towards me, you wouldn't be able to see the depth from your angle. So the camera would have to be like diagonal, and with one thousand grid squares, it would it would all just turn into whatever line color it is. It would just turn into a mesh
0: yes. of
1: that color so being able to observe that would be difficult to say the least that's probably why it hasn't
2: been.
0: <laughs> you know some ideas are good um left to the imagination but when they're executed
1: yeah yeah no, that's true it's
0: like huh the as i as the meme would say the the netflix of adaptation <laughs> of snake oh
1: my gosh snake cubed
0: <laughs> I wonder if we'll see it, ever see a reboot of oh you know what yes there was you know what um going speaking of the Nokia there is actually a modernized version of that phone <laughs> now with I the test screen I saw yeah it yeah
1: I thought about getting one I'm not gonna lie
0: I have as well actually it's for the reasons because I feel like I have this phone it's it's an iphone s e the one that came out in two thousand and sixteen, but I have all these apps on it mm-hmm. like for insurance or my bank tied to it, but thinking, you know what do I really need need this yeah Maybe I just need something to just call someone.
1: Yeah, well and like that was the original purpose of a phone, right? Like first it was first it was telegram with with like Morse code. Then it evolved into radio. Radio waves. And then or no, was it phone lines first and then radio? I think it was phone lines first and then radio. So, like, this phone line can broadcast a voice from one end to the other at at insanely high speeds with a fair degree of accuracy. And then radio got released, and now you don't need that line. It just broadcasts through the air. You just need an antenna to receive and a, a transmitting station to send to the antenna. And then I suppose yeah, like like that's 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 the peak of where we're at right now. Like right Is it it's, it's no longer a land line. It doesn't use a line. It it now uses radio waves. So it will it will wirelessly connect to a tower through radio waves, and that tower uses lines.
0: You know I use this thing I I always like going back in time and having this theoretical conversation with my 20 year old well 20 years ago self and pulling out Mm -hmm. my cell phone and showing it to them and being like what do you think this is? Like this little rectangular slab of metal and glass and them looking at like what is this? And then, yeah. believe it or not, in twenty years you will spend so much time on this thing. Mm-hmm. So much time well, on this thing. The
1: interesting thing is, like, let's say you took uh, time travel, right? All right? Okay. New new subject. We t- take we take modern technology back in time. We want to advance in technology, right? So. I take I take my phone yeah um, the mission that put men on the on the moon what, um, Is that Apollo 11 that put men on the moon I can't remember but the mission that put men on the moon look this up the computers that they used your phone like does it literally doesn't matter what kind of phone you have your phone is more has a more powerful computer than the computers that they used to put a man on the moon my my graphing calculator probably has more computing power than the computers that they used to put a man on the that
0: moon. is the one that i heard when i w- when i was in um high school that that is what they told me yes yeah.
1: like that, that is so mind-boggling That something that... I, I say simple hesitantly because it's a very complex machine, right? But to us, simple, very simple. It's a calculator or a phone, right? Something like that is so powerful that it could have performed all of those things that took up lots of space. Like, there was literally a room full of computers because or or like a hard drive an old 512 megabyte hard drive used to be like bigger than this couch and now like i have a four terabyte external hard drive for my xbox that is not even as big as this boot (laughs) like the amount the amount of storage space is let's see Twice would be 1,000, so it's 2,000. It's like 8,000 times larger, 8,000 times more storage space, but it's that small.
0: When you draw the comparisons, it's absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah. And it shows how so much... You took that yeah, technology back almost thing.
1: if you if you took that technology back you'd think that they'd be able to do something with it and advance it but, but the problem is none of their technology is is their technology isn't modern enough to be able to handle it so if you took your phone back right like here's here's a phone like you can take it apart do whatever you want here's how you put it back together like I'll give you an instruction manual great Awesome! They can do that. How do they charge it?
0: This is true.
1: How how do how do they charge the battery? You could give them a charger. Where's their outlet? Does it use the same electrical current that we use now? This like that. That's the difficulty with taking technology back in time the people in that time don't don't know how to use it and even if they if they do know how to use it they have to figure out a way to make it work because like you take the phone back right great now they have the technology they can't use the phone because it needs to be connected to a satellite it won't work because that technology hasn't been invented yet.
0: Here's what would happen, or here's my theory on what would happen. I think, say you were to take the phone, like uh, the first iPhone back 30 years ago, I don't think they would be able to use it for half that time. So yeah, I think somewhere around the... Um, half the time it took to get to that they were like okay we have some some technology to scratch the surface and then mm-hmm. they would go from there that's my theory though
1: <laughs> yeah eventually it would be figured out but right it's it's like working a math problem backwards right you you already have the solution it's it's like solving for x like you already have the solution to the problem you need to figure out where that piece of the, like what that piece of the problem is though you have the end result yeah if you gave if you give people that technology they could definitely reverse engineer it figure out the pieces the components right that that would be doable but they, they wouldn't be able to use it for a long time, regardless. All
2: right.
0: Because the technology of that time would not be able to produce that which what we have in the present.
1: well and like the the speed difference right it's like you remember old computers it took forever you wanted to load an internet page it took forever to <laughs> load an internet page right like like it would scroll across loading the page very slowly now it's just like here's my here's my phone like
2: boop,
1: like instantly loaded page Google Google loaded 3.8 <laughs> billion results in 0. 0.34 seconds. Like that's insane. <laughs> I mean? That's crazy. The amount of time that it took stuff to load back then, like with the with with the hard drive example, 512 megabytes taking up an entire room. Like if you took back if you took back like multi terabyte storage. was like hey this is this is four terabytes like they literally couldn't perceive how much that is like you see that right there that giant thing that's taking up this whole room this is eight thousand times better
0: literally
1: it's it mathematically is eight thousand times better like, that would blow their minds that it was that small and that it's that good.
0: You know what blew my mind back in 20, uh, 2014 was when we were able to make micro SD cards, 128 uh, gigabytes. That yes, blew my mind. This was 2014. I can only imagine how much memory is can be put on a sd card today i i haven't checked but it has to be more than
1: yeah i'm sure i'm sure that they're up to terabytes now like i was i actually had a conversation today about computers it's like when when you're programming a computer right it's magnetic polarization so so it's zeros and ones that's that's the most basic form of a programming computer. Zeros and one. You basically have to do that for the computer to even work anyways, binary. All all it actually is is magnetized particles on the computer. One's magnetized positive, one's magnetized negative. Zero, one. Or one and zero. Right? That's that's as complex as a computer, that's that's literally, or like that's as simple as a computer. Most basic broken down thing. Apparently, now, like with quantum computing, they're able to use atoms instead of um, magnetic strips. They're able to use atoms and charge atoms, which takes up significantly less space right it's like it, you've seen in science textbooks where it's like talking about atoms and it's like in the dot of this font size 12 times new roman i there's 2 billion atoms like that that dot has that many atoms imagine imagine you know making a computer but you just charge all the atoms positive and negative like if if you had a chip like an sd chip right there there's there's so many atoms there that you could charge positive or negative and it would just load instantly you'd have you'd have like i don't i don't know what the next storage limit above a terabyte is but you'd have above that because there's that much space
0: I don't even think I've filled up a terabyte in my lifetime, to be honest.
1: <laughs> it's, I mean, like with games, it's pretty easy to do.
0: Ah, oh, this is, is true.
1: Games nowadays. But yeah, like if you, aside from, aside from that, like detailed art for like audio, like audio files don't take up that much space compared to a video file. Because with a video file, right? Like, for me, for me to move my arm smoothly, and a camera to capture it, it's taking hundreds, or maybe even thousands, of photographs. That's what frames are, right? Like, 60 frames per second. In one second, that camera took 60 photos to make it look like it's moving smoothly.
0: There's this camera that the uh, There's a channel on YouTube called the Slow Mo Guys. You probably heard about them. They have this camera that can capture, I think, nine thousand. Don't quote me on this. Nine thousand frames per second.
2: Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, that's insane.
0: Yeah, I came across it this um earlier today, and it was reminded me of this conversation we had uh, earlier, how. There's things that are happening that we don't perceive but are happening within that time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like with 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 a camera like that, right? 9,000 frames a second. That it's just constant going. You run it for 5 seconds, you have 45,000 photos. Like the if you if you ran it at real time, then that it it would be such a smooth. It would just look normal. It wouldn't look any different. Like 60, 60 frames a second looks normal. Right. Nine thousand frames a second. It it couldn't be more real. Unless I was physically standing next to you when you did it. And even then I'm pretty sure our eye doesn't perceive things at that many frames per second, like comparatively. Because our, our eye isn't a camera. It doesn't take photos. But I don't I don't actually There's a comparison number of like what your eye perceives versus how many frames per second it would actually be to be accurate i think it's i think it's from like 60 to 240 i
0: i, I remember hearing 60 more or less yeah. but and after that it's it's pretty interesting it's all um what's the term
1: Wasted. (laughs) We we can't perceive more than that,
2: right?
1: People, here's like frames per second on on a computer, right? This this matters. Frames per second on a computer. Let's say that you have 240 frames per second, right? I'm a console peasant. I can't even imagine. 240 frames per second i'm lucky when i get 30 okay (laughs) same but like when you move when you move your mouse right the more frames you have the smoother your mouse transition is the more frames you have when you move your mouse the faster it will also move so if you have a lot of frames you can actually decrease your sensitivity, and still have a high sensitivity. Huh. Because in in that movement of your mouse, that, that cursor will move across the screen, but with all of those frames in one second, it will actually move very far. Wow. this brings up this brings up the problem of competitive shooters. <laughs> Cross-platform competitive shooters. looking at you warzone. <laughs> People that are on PC that say that there's no difference are liars because <laughs> my thumbsticks, right? my thumbsticks rotate in a curve because this is what a thumbstick is right it's a it's like a ball joint so when I when I push it forward it actually rotates versus on a mouse like mouse and keyboard it's just left right up down in combinations of that just like W A S -S and D that's just forward backward left right diagonals it's much simpler so you can do more with it versus this of like I want to move diagonal well, I have to rotate this ball this direction and then there's room for error or there, there's there is a mechanical error right because like your thumb can't necessarily move this in a straight line right so there's gonna be like a little wiggle like with my thumbstick that lets me look around, right? One, I can't have my sensitivity be as high because if I if I move my thumbstick even a little bit, then it will it will rotate, right? But it's on a spring, so it goes back to the center. Well with a spring, when it flings back to center, it's gonna flick the other side, (laughs) which is gonna move me back the other direction.
0: Controls have come a long way. Precise, yeah. um,
1: precise movements are also very difficult with thumbsticks.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. There was this one franchise that I was playing chronologically, the Wolfenstein franchise, and I was playing yep. the first, first Wolfenstein game. Not not the first-person shooter one, the, the one for the MS-DOS. And oh, wow and the controllers the, the controls are not it's all keys but it's not it's not wasd it's like using different keys to to move the the character that you're playing
1: it's like it's like key binds.
0: <laughs> yeah oh yeah
1: it's like Z and it's like Z and P moving forward. <laughs> not key yeah. Key
0: binds. Exactly.
1: I mean, you could you could still have that experience. You just have to redo your keybinds on whatever you're playing. I want to move forward. Let me press keys on the opposite <laughs> side of my keyboard. It'd definitely be an interesting experience. See that competitive? <gasps> oh, oh! I just I, I remembered something. All right, going on the subject of competitive. Yes. The Olympics. Oh. Right, the Olympics, competitive sport, competitive sports, all sports. Right. So, that's like top with like world-class athletes go to the Olympics and compete. That's, that's what peak physical con- conditioning looks like.
2: Yes. The
0: template.
1: What what if we had average everyday Joe Schmiel also <laughs> compete in the Olympics <laughs> so then then you have a baseline
2: <laughs> like this is, this is the
1: average american this is the average german citizen this is the average japanese citizen like and then they also compete no because then you'd actually get to see like wow okay usain bolt does run really fast (laughs) here's a dude that just like like one week ago he was like sitting in a chair playing xbox right like bag of doritos next to him like shoveling them in his mouth this this week he's at the olympics competing yeah. let's see what he can do
0: hotel and everything paid for
2: yes no that's
1: what i'm, that's what I'm saying yeah well people would pay money to see that if the idea i I'd had paid
0: money to see that
1: yeah because that that actually will represent like okay this person right here there there's no way they can win right it's it's not a game of it's not a game of luck it's literally skill right there's no way they can win but they're setting the standard for what all other people are so then you can actually see what top athletes do
0: you bring up an interesting point because if the average of the average is performing at that level then it would kind of show like okay people should be functioning around that oh man Yeah, the research that you would pull from that
2: yeah
1: like think about michael phelps right Right. a good swimmer swims really fast
0: dude was born to swim
1: he could I bet you he could lap. Just some random guy that you just pulled off the street and be like, yo, you're going to the Olympics next week. Don't even train for it. You're just, you're just going to perform in the Olympics. <laughs> okay, cool. Like, what am I doing? You're swimming. Alright, bet. You start swimming? Bro, Mike Phelps is already down and back and he's c- coming past you again. Like, you just started. <laughs>
0: Maybe in the future, because anything can happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You never know.
1: Well, and then there's there's the opposite side, right? It's like that's the average, everyday like person. Now let's see what the crackheads can do.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Like you know, like you just you just some dude just like sticks a needle in himself and then just sprints.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) Like, Pen, all this adrenaline, let's go, Usain Bolt. Just, like, breaks his legs and dies. But that, that is what the human body can take.
0: So what you're talking about is, like, an Olympics where anything goes. Yes. A a theoretical physics where, like, anything goes, like, drugs or steroids
2: or...
1: Yeah, yeah. Perf- literally anything performance enhancing. Go for
0: it. Whoa. Like
1: you you wanna you wanna do a line of cocaine before <laughs> you go on that swim? Do it, man. Imagine
0: let's, like let's
1: see. let's see what cocaine does to the body when you're trying to perform at an Olympic level.
0: I I don't condone drug abuse, but imagine, yeah, I like... Don't,
1: I don't condone... This
0: yeah. line... This... You know where the tables of waters are? <laughs> so, like, you... Instead of waters... um, Cups with waters, so like, you have, like, these lines of cocaine, like, lined up on, on top of this table. Yes,
2: dude.
0: <laughs> so, you're running, and then... Oh, man. You
1: just, like... Just, like... <laughs> And then you keep going
0: yeah
1: <laughs> i'm telling you that would make the olympics way more
0: interesting way more interesting
2: you'd see
1: the you see, see the actual olympians and be like hey, you, all right do all three of them at the same time joshmo right yeah, average guy have him dressed in like like an orange vest so you can see him from anywhere like okay
2: all
1: right we're we're going to we're going to we're going to do, do the merit the Marathon, right? 25 miles or however long it is. Where's Joe Schmo at? Oh, he's like way back there. Where are the Olympians at? Oh, they're like, they're 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 pretty far, right, compared to Joe Schmo. Where are the (laughs) crackheads at? They're done. Interesting.
0: They finished before the race started.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're they're just like spasming out (laughs) as they OD'd at the finish line.
0: Oh my goodness
1: i'm just saying i I'd, I'd pay top dollar to see that
0: <laughs> I f- it would be a very interesting research <laughs> it would be an interesting um theoretical scenario and i'm pretty sure a paper to be written as well like turns out we've been doing it wrong we need to legalize crack no but, <laughs> I who knows in the future there just may be some Olympics that permits steroid use. Only time will tell. We I don't yes. we don't condone steroid use, but yeah, don't don't don't, don't do drugs. We're we're wholesome people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Atlas,
1: That would be amazing to watch though.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. You know what? I think I'm going to call the podcast here, but Atlas, thank you for joining on this week's episode.
2: Of course. Thank you for having me.
0: My pleasure. We'll see you all next time.